0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. I'm Scott Wade, and I'm glad that you joined me for this casual conversation. For the past nine weeks, our casual conversations have been all about the new normal, What is the normal Christian life? And we're basing our conversations around a book by that name, by Watchman Nee. Remember, it's not normal in the sense of uh, normal in this world, but it's the normal Christian life. And so the question that we're trying to answer is, uh, am I living a normal Christian life? Today's conversation is based on chapter seven of Nee's book, Walking with Eternal Purpose. And we're kind of switching things up. We've been... uh, talking about the path of progress and uh, knowing that we died with Christ, reckoning that we died with Christ, and then presenting ourselves to God as a living sacrifice, and then following uh, by walking in the Spirit. And last week we talked about as we walk with the Spirit, we're grafted into Christ. And this week we're going to answer the question, well, what is the purpose? To what end are we grafted into Christ? And what does the uh, the new normal, what does that end up looking like? Or end up? where does it end up? And the quick answer to that is uh, glory. Uh, we end up in glory. First of all, the glory of God. We need to think about that. Romans three twenty three talks about the glory of God. It says, "All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." And we, when we think about the glory of God and we think about sin in that context, our minds invariably go to the punishment of sin. What we will get, we will, we will miss out on on the glory of God. When God thinks of sin, he doesn't think of the punishment, but he thinks about the glory that we miss. And he talks about that in, uh, in Romans 8, 21. He says, the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. And so there's the glory of God, and then there's the glory of the children of God, which is God's glory shared with us. that's what Jesus died to give us not just a deliverance from the punishment of sin, but to give us a life of glory and the eternal life of glory with him. I thought of some verses that I wanted to share in this regard in the the first being in Romans chapter 8 again in verses 16 and 18 to 18 uh, Paul wrote the, the spirit bears witness with our spirit, that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with Him in order that we may also be glorified with Him. You see, we're children of God. We're children by creation. He made us, He designed us. He breathed life into us. We're also children by adoption, by redemption. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. And through that, we are then able to be adopted, to be redeemed and adopted into the family of God. But we're also children by provision. God provides us everything that we need. He takes care of his children. And part of that care is that we also, as Paul wrote here, be glorified with Jesus. And then further down in Romans chapter 8, Paul also talks about this glory. He says in verse 29, those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be or Jesus might be the firstborn among many brothers. Those he predestined, he, he called. Those he called, he justified. And then those he justified, he also glorified. So God has glorified us as a brother or a sister of Christ. And, and that's glorified in this life. Uh, Jesus, of course, is is the only begotten Son, but now He becomes the the firstborn among many, and then we are conformed to the image of Jesus. In other other words, we're we're conformed to the sonship of Jesus, and and that means that we are glorified. Uh, before Jesus went to the cross, He often talked about His about God with the terms uh, "My Father." But after the cross and the resurrection, I think it's interesting that he says uh, to to the uh, ladies at the tomb, after he rose again, he said, go to my brothers and tell them I ascend to my father. But he doesn't stop with my father. He says, tell them I ascend to my father and your father. You see, he has made us sons and daughters of God. And then in John chapter 17, I, I love this verse where Jesus says, the glory you have given me, I've given to them. In other words, his disciples, those who believe in Jesus, have been given the same glory even now, the glory of being a son or a daughter of God. He says, I am in them and you are in me and they are perfectly one so that the world will know that you sent me. And I love this phrase in verse 23 of John 17. And you love them even as you love me. He goes on and says, I I want them to be where I am, to see my glory. He'd already given us the glory, but he wants us to see his glory. So there's another glory that is coming, uh, the the glory he said that you have given me before the foundation of the world. God loves us even as he loved Jesus. A long time ago, I, I used to pray. Uh, something to the effect of God, I want to to serve where you need me. And then I felt a little awkward praying about how God needs me. But but again, now I'm thinking of well, if God loves me, then He must, in in a sense, need me. And uh, need tells the story uh, of us in the book about a 93 year old saint who had who had been working for God all his life, had written tracts and done done various things to share the gospel and to serve the Lord. And he went on to, as in that conversation with Nee and he said brother do you know that i cannot do without him and do you know that he cannot do without me and throughout the conversation ne said he talked to him about an hour throughout the conversation he kept coming back to that brother do you know that i cannot do without him and do you know that he cannot do without me now we know that god is all powerful he can do whatever he wants to the only reason he would need us The only reason he could not do without us is because he loves us. He just doesn't want to do without us. He loves us so much. He can't bear the thought of not having us as his children. Think about the prodigal son that Jesus talked about, the parable he said or told in in Luke 15. We're often uh, taken by the suffering of the son, how the son went into this uh, foreign land and he spent all his money and he ended up suffering and, he was so hungry, he wanted to eat the pods that the the, uh, the hogs were eating. But have you ever thought about the anguish of the father? Oh, how he wanted his son back. He longed for that embrace that we read about in Luke chapter 15. And um, God is like that with us. He longs for the embrace of, of us as his sons and daughters. Uh, Think about the other stories in that same chapter, Luke 15. When a sheep is lost, who is the loser? The sheep isn't the one who is the loser. The shepherd is the loser of the lost sheep. When a coin is lost, who is the loser? The the parable talks about the woman who, who swept the house looking for this coin. The coin wasn't the loser, the coin was the lost. The woman was the loser. So when a son is lost, Who is the loser? It's the father. And and this father in the parable said, My son was lost. It's not a story about what the son loses, but what the father lost. The father is the one suffering, the father is the loser. So the father is the loser. And he tells a story that I think will help us understand God's desire for our glory and our destiny. Of glory, and I don't typically typically like to read on these uh, podcasts, but this story is so good and Ni nee tells it so well. I'm going to go ahead and read from the book. He says, one day in China, I called on a Christian leader who was sick in bed, and whom, for the sake of this story, I shall I shall call Mr. Wong. He was a very learned man, a doctor of philosophy, and one esteemed through the whole of China for his high moral principles. He had long been engaged in Christian work, but he did not believe in the need for regeneration. He only proclaimed to men a gospel of love and good works, a social gospel. When I called on Mr. Wong, his pet dog was by his side. After speaking with him of the things of God and of the nature of his work in us, I pointed to the dog and inquired his name. He told me he was called Fido. "'Is Fido his Christian name or his surname?' I asked. "'Oh, that's just his name,' he said. "'Do you mean that is just his Christian name? Can I call him Fido Wong?' I continued. "'Certainly not,' came the emphatic reply. "'But he lives in your family,' I protested. "'Why don't you call him Fido Wong?' And I pointed at his two daughters. I asked him, "'Are your daughters not called Miss Wong?' "'Yes?' Well, then, why can I not call your dog Mr. Wong? The doctor laughed, and I went on Do you see what I'm getting at? Your daughters were born into your family, and they bear your name because you have communicated your life to them. Your dog may be an intelligent dog, a well behaved dog, and altogether a most remarkable dog. But the question is not is he a good or a bad dog? It is merely. Is he a dog? He does not to be bad, to be disqualified from being a member of a family. He only needs to be a dog. And if you're a man of God, then God wants you to realize that you're his son by birth, and he wants you to share in the glory of his son. And Paul wrote something to the Corinthians in Corinthians 9 that might help us here. It's kind of the reason I called this uh, this podcast this episode of Dogs and Destiny. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when he treads out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? And my question for you is Is it for dogs that God is concerned? Does he not speak for our sake? Your destiny, my destiny, is glory. The glory of the Son. The glory to be a son or daughter of the Most High. The brother of the Son of God. The sister of the Son of God. That, my friend, is the normal Christian life. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Father, that through Jesus Christ, you have planned for us glory and given us the glory of sonship or daughtership. We share in your glory through Jesus Christ, not just for eternity that we anticipate, but here and now, as sons and daughters of God, we participate in the glory of God. And so help us lord to to walk in that truth and to live in the fullness of being children of god i pray this in jesus name amen well god bless you remember that god has destined you for glory thanks for listening in on casual conversations brought to you by momentum ministries visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.